fait j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner Pour te, te demander Allo quelque chose quoi Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo Allo and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. So it's finally this weekend, produced in conjunction with the Provincetown Playwrights Lab, the Provincetown Theater will present the 14th annual 24-hour plays at the company's Playhouse on Saturday, that's this Saturday, March the 2nd, at 7.30 p.m., and on Sunday the 3rd at 2 p.m. The longest-running consecutive 24-hour plays in Massachusetts will see seven brand-new 10-minute plays that will be written, rehearsed, directed, teched, and performed for an audience all within 24 hours. Times and tickets are at provincetowntheater.org. That's theater with an er.org. I really urge you to check it out. The Helltown Players are presenting the debut of their inaugural production, Little Devils, an extraordinary showcase of six short plays that embody the creative spirit and diversity of Cape Cod's playwrights. This eclectic collection, written by six Helltown Players trustees, features both award-winning pieces and world premieres, each offering a unique perspective that ranges from entertaining and hilarious to inspiring and heartwarming. And that's happening in Orleans from the 29th through March 10th. And you can get more info, times, and tickets at helltownplayers.org. On Sunday afternoon, March the 3rd, the Friends of the South Harwich Meeting House's Masterpieces at the Meeting House Chamber series continues as they invite chamber concert audiences to enjoy an elegant tea room reception along with the highest level of chamber music excellence. The tea room reception begins at 2 p.m. followed by the 3 p.m. chamber performance. Doors open at 1.30 p.m. And you can find out more about it at SouthHarwichMeetingHouse.com. At the Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater on March 9th, it's Yannick Nézé Séguin conducting Verdi's La Forza del Destino with stellar soprano Lise Davidson in her role debut as the noble Leonora. Director Maurice... Te- oh, God, I'm sorry. i got to do that over. I've just destroyed every single name there. At the Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater on March 9th, it's Yannick Nézé-Séguin conducting Verdi's La Forza del Destino with stellar soprano Lise Davidson in her role debut as the noble Leonoro. Director Marius Trelensky delivers the company's first new Forza in nearly 30 years, setting the scene in a contemporary world. And you can find out more about that and get the tickets at what.org. On Saturday, March 9th, from 10 to 4, it's the Provincetown and Outer Cape Year-Rounders Festival. That's at Provincetown Town Hall, where you can learn and see the products of artisans, town committees, nonprofits, and lots of other things going on. There's a pet parade and prizes at one. There are thousands of things in a silent auction. There is a feast and what they call surprises. I'm not sure what that is. And that's from 5 to 7 in the evening. 
My guests are the longtime organizers of the 24-hour play festival at the Provincetown Theater. Frank Fisello, Diane Hamilton, and Nathan Butera, all three have been actors, directors, and writers for past play festivals, and I'm delighted to have them in the studio today. Welcome to Arts Week, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you here. So let's start um, by describing what the 24-hour play festival is for those who, have, who don't know about it. Well, um... The 24-hour plays have been around almost 25 years. Next year is going to be 25 years. It started in New York City, and it's all over the world now. And we are now a part of it, and we are connected with them. And um, every year, for the last 14 years, we have had a 24-hour plays. We begin on Friday. I think, Frank, you can talk uh, Nathan can talk about what we do on okay. Friday Saturday and Sunday sure right. oh um, sure uh, let's see so, so the way the 24-hour plays is called that because a play is a uh, written um, directed uh, and produced and put on in within 24 hours so we gather at the theater Friday uh, at six o'clock uh, we uh, have a group of people who have agreed to be writers, directors, and actors. And then through a random draw of the hat, these teams are selected, uh, writers paired with a director, directors paired with a cast. And uh, they have these little um, meetings, these little huddles afterwards to discuss kind of, you know, if they have any special talents or uh, it's really an opportunity for the writer and the director to see their cast. Then the writer can go home and um, write a play overnight, turn it in first thing in the morning. Uh, it gets uh, copied and, and distributed to the cast and the director who then have scheduled times and places all ar around town to uh, rehearse their play. We do a, a brief tech for the play at the theater in the afternoon. And then the play goes on at 7 p.m. Saturday night. I think it's, it's 7.30. 7.30. Oh, it's 7.30 now. Okay. <laughs> and 2 o'clock on Sunday, we have an encore. Yeah. Right. It proved to be so popular, we decided a few years ago to <clears throat> add a Sunday matinee. And as an actor, um, it gives the actors and the directors and the playwrights another time to see their play. And you know, every performance is different. Right. <laughs> I will say as a writer myself that the idea of, of getting an idea and going home with it and producing something overnight just sounds like one of Dante's circles of hell. <laughs> but I, I, my hat off to all of you who do it. I think it's a, it's a fantastic endeavor. I know. I'm surprised um, that we've never had you on as a writer. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we know why now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have done festivals. This is not one of them. <laughs> So I wonder um, if you and, and, and that kind of ties into you know my thoughts about festivals, which is that this is something that's really ephemeral. That you know it's not plays in general. You know, large ones or small ones take time to put together, time mm -hmm. to write, time to produce, um, and then and then a run of the play. So there's there's time in there to adjust it, but there's also time to, for it to become popular. Um, and this is come and gone in a weekend. And is I, I'm I'm curious about the attraction of that kind of of circumstance. I think that it's sort of like you know, being on a a ski slope on a toboggan. <laughs> Poof, off you go. Um, I think that's exciting. 
you know, and it does free you up because it all happens so fast. It happens in 24 hours and it's just this fun exercise and, you know, on one hand, what do you expect? It was written in 24 hours. Um, you know, so it just, if you kind of can embrace that and it's freeing and, you know, um, we actually get some really great little plays, you know, um, Sometimes they're more skit-like, which we're trying to kind of push it more toward a play, beginning, middle, end. Mm -hmm. But there are always, like, some really great little pieces that people come up with, and it's really fun to see it happen. And, you know, for the actors, it's exciting. Um, but there are actors in town who feel similarly like, I will never do that. I'm yeah. not going to go on stage kind of almost blind reading a script. I'm not, not, that's not for me. So some actors will never participate. Um, so, but we have a great group that, you know, we always have some new people every year. We have mm -hmm. a couple of new people this year, uh, at least one new writer, three new directors, um, a few new actors who have joined, some actors who couldn't. Um, and uh, one other thing is, in order to kind of keep it of the moment, we provide props the night before so that they have to include in their play. So even though some people may come with a preconceived idea of what they might write, <laughs> yeah. then they have to kind of deal with something we throw at them. Give us some examples of props that they used in the past. Last year it was a bag of potatoes. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, one year, there were three props one year. Well, there have been three props many years. One was whipped cream, like ready whip spray <laughs> cream. And just really quickly, one of the best plays with that was a speech therapist working with two people who had incredibly strong accents and having them shoot whipped cream in their mouth <laughs> trying to that, cure their yeah. accents. <laughs> right. And it was just hysterical. Like, you know, I mean, who knew? Um, That's creative. Yeah. It, I mean, we, we, uh, I've written three times uh, and uh, directed once, and then I've acted quite a bit. And I think next year I'm going to write. But in any case... It's, it's, you don't have really, well, as a playwright, it's a little nerve-wracking because you're writing at one or two in the morning, but it, you, somehow you get through that, but as an actor and as an actor and director, we just barrel in and we just say, we can do this, you know, it's, it's just, it lends itself to being so much fun. Mm -hmm. And just we can do this. Mm -hmm. I think too one a big appeal. Going back to your question about why do people do this is, you know, I, I think a lot of writers uh, are perfectionists, and they they really take a lot of time, um, and the stakes are high in their minds uh, when they deliver some a piece of writing, and this is a way to lower the stakes for them, and it, certainly for me when I've been a part of it. Uh, it, I, I called it sort of the freedom to fail because you are uh, able to do, you're sort of invited into this project to do this thing. As Frank said earlier, it's the best excuse ever. What do you expect? It was 24 hours. <laughs> like you get to make a mess if you want and you have a lot of forgiveness around that. And so uh, as an artist, it's a really valuable experience. The, some of the other reasons are People who have always wanted to uh, say they, when they were in high school, they loved doing the, the plays. Um, this is an opportunity for people to get on the stage. You know, it doesn't require an audition. Right. Uh, you know, the, you do have to sign up early to get on the list of actors. But once you're in, you know, you uh, get handed a script on Saturday morning and you do it. So I, I think there's a lot of excitement in that and, and, the, and that there's a lot of 
uh, it kind of cracks open that um, creative and inspirational um, kernel that we all have inside of us. Uh, and certainly for me, when I first did it, I was a director and I had uh, uh, had a degree in, in directing, but hadn't done it in a while and had you know, sort of forgotten that I knew how. And when I did it, I was like, oh, I totally know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and it kind of spurred me into getting back into the theater and, and doing more. So I think it, it's a great experience for everybody, whether you're a seasoned artist and you just need to kind of break through that block or you are just one dabbling and you want to have a taste of it. Yeah, and I think that what you bring up about it, it's sort of being fun is really reflected in the audience. I've been in the audience so many times at these festivals and you know, even when someone makes a mistake, it turns out to be, you know, everyone's sort of in the spirit of it or, you know, a really bad line, a really bad joke and, and, and the place just rocks with laughter because people buy into that. People want to experience that. It's funny. I was just going to say thank you, Provincetown audience, for being so generous because that helps. You know, the audience is generous. The audience understands it was written in 24 hours. They're not expecting, you know some amazing perfect Broad, polished Broadway, piece yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're you know they're on the they're they're with us on the you know for the run uh for the ride and it's a great audience and like i say it's sold out so i think three or four years ago we decided well, why don't we add a matinee and just do i mean no 24 hours but you know right give people more more chance to see it and i think last year we sold out both days i think we did yeah we sold out both the saturday and the matinee um, well, your timing is perfect, too, because everyone's tired of winter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. looking for something fun to do. And yeah. so it's, it's, it just is perfect to, to be sort of sitting there. And, oh. Jeanette, this is a community effort. We have rehearsal space at the Commons, at St. Mary's, at, here at WOMR, where we can rehearse all day on Saturday. And um, also we have the uh, – the, this is the – Provincetown Playwrights Lab. It's been in existence since the early 80s. And um, we have the backing of the Provincetown Community Compact. So this is truly, we involved everyone. And St. Mary's is new this year, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's based here, but we really, we have had people participate from uh, Rhode Island, from Vermont, you know, who are connected to the community. They'll, They'll come in for this. Yeah. And strangely, there was a customer who came into my store this summer asking about the 24-hour plays and they have followed up because they're planning their vacation Around to come this, this weekend <laughs> and they contacted me again and said when can we get tickets what's going on we're planning to come and I said well if you don't get tickets let me know we'll get it squared away and like three days later, I was at the theater and someone said, oh, there's someone trying to buy tickets and they're planning their <laughs> vacation around it. I'm like, that's them. So that's kind of awesome. That's very awesome. <laughs> yeah. like so. If you're just joining us, my guests today are Diane Hamilton, Nathan Butera, and Frank Vasello. We're talking about the 24-hour play festival, which is this weekend. Can we tell people how to get times and tickets and where and what and how? Uh, uh, the show is Saturday at 7.30 at the Provincetown Theater with a Sunday matinee at 2. And you can go to the Provincetown Theater's website um, and get tickets through the website. Great. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the pressure of time. It's, it's obviously you're having fun and you've got this idea and you're going with it. But what happens when you start realizing that this has to go on stage in five hours? 
Well, as playwright, <laughs> it's like you're sweating bullets. <laughs> but uh, each time I've written, like the first time was like 14 years ago. And I didn't know, you know, I just dealt, just dived in. And somehow that was the easiest. Then as I got to know and realize what, you know, what, what I need to do as a playwright, it, I got a little more pressure. Mm-hmm. So, but as an actor, everyone is so having so much fun that we don't even think about the pressure. And as a director, there's a little bit of pressure, but you know, you want to put them on the stage. You want to make sure they it flows. But as an actor, you're just going with the flow, really. <laughs> and, I mean, I think, as oh, go ahead. Well, I was just say, you know, there's there's the pressure of, of the writer and the and the, certainly the actors. But we've in the in the last um, number of years now, we've really put a lot of pressure on the directors to deliver us a play that is ten minutes or less. Um, it's very easy, I think, to for some writers to just write and write and write and write, and. Uh, we were sometimes the plays were coming in at almost 20 minutes and it, it just felt uh, it we need you know part of the reason they work I think uh, is because they're short and once you start getting them long they really need a lot of editing so we've we've really pushed hard on the directors to work with the writer to to call the writer and say we really need to get this play under 10 let's talk about how we can do that and and that is a, a very rewarding process too i think you just making it better and better and better and that that means you everybody's collaborating because it feels yeah. like at one level here's the writer who goes off and does his or her own thing and then now you've got the director and the actors to work together and if indeed the director and the the writer are working together then it truly is a collaborative mm-hmm. and as producers That's we right. tell them if your play does not come in under 10 minutes we're tearing off the first two pages <laughs> that would certainly right motivate in. me yes <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, some people, like Nathan was saying, have written these 20-minute plays, and it's just, and it just can suck the life out of the room if it goes on too long. And so we've found that by telling writers to turn in a nine-page play, try to minimize monologues, because a monologue takes a lot more time to read than it does on the page, Um, write equally write equally for your characters. So if you have three actors, try to use them equally. Don't write one of them out in the first page. And you know, and we've had some pretty good success mm-hmm. with people really kind of getting it tight. Um, yeah, I certainly experienced that last year at the, at the festival. I felt all of them were, were doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm just, uh, just as an aside, we have a, a great stage manager, Ellen Rubenstein, who, yes. who really keeps the show moving. So, you know, hats off to Ellen. Yeah, and hats off to Nathan and Frank who have, is this your seventh year? Seventh being, year, I think, of producing. I mean, yeah. we, we all contribute, but they've been at the helm. And thank you so much. I, thank you. We re- all really appreciate it. You, we really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. So as producers, do you get to be the ones who choose the object that we is, do? Is, yeah, that must be kind of fun. <laughs> it I mean, is, and it's it's and actually, I speak as a writer here. It's a really good thing to to have because if you're just sort of saying, "Oh gosh, I'm going to write a ten minute play about," you know, mm. at least that even if it's an absurd object, it does ground you somewhat. How do you choose these objects? You know, we we <clears throat> in the past we've tried to think of 
things that are interactive, possibly consumable. You know, one year we chose a loaf of bread, and the best play with that was someone turned the bread into a bread baby because one of the characters was crazy, and it was her baby that was a loaf of bread. It was awesome, <laughs> you know. And so sometimes consumables are fun because you can manipulate it, you can eat it, you can do something with it. Um, yeah, you interact with it in a way. Right. I, I think that that that's a big part of it too. Is well, technically. Uh, you want to be able to see it from the audience. So you don't want a pencil, say, right. you know, um, but you want something that's uh, has some that has some flexibility built into it. But that is a sort of uh, really kind of grabs your um, um, imagination in, in that it can take you in different ways. So that's what we try to do. And in the past, we've had three props, and we did that for a long time. But we realized that usually one or two of the props weren't getting much play. And so we decided, let's just do one. That seems like it was enough. And we're happy with that. But this year, we are adding something a little different. Uh, I won't say anything else. I mean, there's not an extra prop, but... You can uh, say, I think, what is the concept... Well, I'll say it's a concept, but I'm not going to say what the concept <laughs> no, is. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one other thing they need to deal with uh, and, that they'll find out Friday. And night. even I don't know. So this is going to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you have been in these different roles. Um, just from a personal point of view, what is it you found the most fulfilling? Or is that like saying, which is your favorite child? There's always a favorite child. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I don't know. I think writing is very satisfying. Yeah, me too. To see it come alive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and with the actors, um, it and the and the uh, directors, it's it's very very, and sometimes it goes off the rails a little bit. But um, oh, basically, right. <laughs> <laughs> someone an actor, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. But that's okay too. But as an actor, it's also really a wonderful experience mm -hmm. and um as a producer one the first time we did this 14 years ago the the lab we were producing and writing at the know. same time i don't know how that happened that that that, That's that crazy. never happened again and we were totally exhausted but it's it's such a rewarding it's so satisfying it's heartfelt really all mm. of it it Really. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think writing was my favorite, although I have never acted in this festival. Okay. I've directed and um, and I've uh, written and produced. But I do like the producing aspect of it. It's also really rewarding to have to kind of put together a show that um, it, it has such an impact on the community at this time of year. It's, it's really rewarding. Yeah. And one of the things we were laughing about, Diane, because one year she wrote a play – and it kind of turned into an over-the-top farce. Okay. And she wasn't super happy with it because it got a, it got really ridiculous. So again, as producers, we learn like so. This you know we now say to the writers, I mean, and the the directors, talk to your writer about the intent of their play. Mm -hmm. If their play is a farce, don't turn it into a drama. Right. If their play is a drama, don't turn it into a farce. Right. Do your yeah. best to take what the writer's giving you and shape it with the. Um, Following the intention of the writer, right? You know, don't don't go off on some crazy tangent, you know, and you know, because then and then and, and you know, so each year we kind of find a new little thing to add to kind of help shape the event or just push it forward a little bit. You know, this year Diane gave us a uh, playwriting like thirteen points. Well, of Gary writing Garrison a, is yeah, Mr. Ten Minute, uh, Ten Minute Play America, 
world. And um, he has it. He when we took the uh, when he had a ten week, uh, ten minute play workshop that was just incredible. Mm. And so we have we have these twelve tips, and mm. they are dynamite. And he's dynamite. So and yeah. So. We're- we're going to send that out to the writers and not to, you know, and I'm going to say, you know, you all know what you're doing, but just here's a refresher. Just remember, you know, these are things to sort of think about and it'll help shape your play into a sort of more fully realized 10 minute play. And it's amazing what you can get crammed into 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Gary just had a reading in Truro of, of six of his 10 minute plays and it's like, holy cow, you know, like the changes in from beginning to end the character changes it, 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 10 minutes and it's it's a lot and he always starts his workshops in this page jump in yeah yeah, yeah so the playwright really has to jump in with right. the setting yeah. the characters you don't have a lot of time to sort of warm up to yourself no. <laughs> well one of these is like let your audience catch up to you yeah, so it, start, it starts at people yeah. at a dinner table having a conversation, your you, mid-conversation. You want to be w- one step ahead of the audience because yeah. you, yeah, you don't people want like? them already knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah, Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, as I think of this as a writer, um, one of the things that I've enjoyed about, about writing plays, which I haven't done recently, but as a novelist, I sit in a room and write, and the book comes out maybe six months later, mm. and then, you know, um, reactions come in six months later and by that time I've moved on mm-hmm. to my next project in my head mm. so it there's not that much interaction mm. whereas with the play you do this and I'm not even talking about the audience interaction but just having a director take it and say here's what I see in this mm-hmm. which I never might have seen mm-hmm. and then the actors add something and so there are all these wonderful layers of participation in this one idea that that you've kind of brought to people but it's not just your idea anymore mm-hmm. um, and I really like the immediate if anyone wonders um, who's who's snorting there we also have Tony um, <laughs> as our little guest here <laughs> he is a a what kind French, of French bulldog? French bulldog who belongs to um, not or he doesn't belong to you. You belong to him. Yes, right? we do. Frank we and do. Nathan. <laughs> I just heard that little snort and I thought, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> but but to get back to that, you know that you've got this this finite time. I think is is really important to the audience as well because I don't know that everyone wants to invest in going to a three hour play. Right. Um, invest in learning about new characters and you know going that deep I think that for especially for this time of year to just sort of you can imply depth but you're kind of skimming the surface of mm-hmm. it is that something that that you found to be true I think that the value of this kind of entertainment which doesn't require a huge emotional commitment is 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 underappreciated you know, it, it, to be able to kind of go and just forget yourself and have some laughs and, you know, be with your fellow community members is very valuable. It doesn't have to change your life or make you reflect on your existence. You know, <laughs> it's something really nice about it. But it adds so much. It really does. Oh, People yeah. look forward to it. And I just want to say we have wonderful audience. It's, yeah. People. They are so appreciative and we're so grateful for our audience yeah. every year it's just incredible i think that one of the things i've heard and i've experienced is that when you're going to go to one of these 
you're prepared to have fun. You are just, you know, you're going to have fun. You're ready to have fun. So it's. Yeah, and I was, I will say, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking back on some of the the ones that we've done, and there have been moments where people have been moved, and you know, I think what makes them more profound is because no one's expecting it. And all of a sudden, you have this moment that someone managed to, to it's usually a combination of the writer, director, and the actors bring to life on stage. And it just kind of, you're like, wow. Great. Well, this is a 24 hour, hour play festival. It is this weekend. Go to provincetowntheater.org um, to get your tickets. And quickly. can I just mention David Drake, artistic director in the Provincetown Theater, is really there oh, with super us. Oh, supportive. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wonderful. And he'll be a director this year, too. Oh, excellent. So Diane Hamilton, Nathan Butera, and Frank Vassello, and Tony, thank you all for being my guests on Arts Week this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone out there for listening in. There's a lot to see and do. Get to the festival, and we'll talk again soon. This has been Arts Week on WOMR. (laughs) 